Hey, folks. Oh, hey, folks. It's me, Kevin Tinkin. Hey. Uh, Chilling in the Trapdoor Network, Gay Raj Studios. Emphasis on the Raj. Uh, <laughs> the Raj. We like that Middle Eastern flair. Yeah. King, uh, the king. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review. Uh, send me an email to kevinjtinkin at gmail.com. I am sitting across from Evan, the cast man, Cassidy, a.k.a. Evan, the ass man, Mm -hmm. Cassidy, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Evan, the casserole, Cassidy, a.k.a. Casadorius (sighs) T-Man. Wow. Emperor of China. Producer of from FV Streets anti, Records. Anti-ducer, too. You know? Anti-ducer? Yeah. <laughs> you're like Sometimes. A, you're like an anti-diuretic. <laughs> the anti-ducer. Dude, I should have had an anti-ducer right now. I just <laughs> blew it up. Blew it. I had a lot of candle. In it. I had to call the fire department. Oh, yeah? I was like, hey, don't worry about the gaseous, uh, odorous coming <laughs> from uh, Eagle Rock. Evan... Some eagle turds dropping. I just shit my pants on the first floor of the trap door <laughs> network. I don't know if I had some bad Oreos or something, but it was, I'll tell you what, it's something was bad Oreos. <laughs> funky. Yeah. In yeah, my tainted Oreos. In my badunky, if you know what I mean. Some Goreos. Uh, well, how you doing, Cass? Good, man. F-Y-S-O-M. Podcast state of mind. All day, every day. I love it. Every damn day. I have to. We talk. I, uh, you said save it for the pod, so I figured yeah. I would. I take a vow of silence before I do any uh, podcast. I don't talk to anybody. If, if I get a podcast to do at night and my family, like I'll see my mm-hmm. wife in the morning. She'll be like, good morning, sweetie. I'll be like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. I got a pod in 10 hours. Yeah. You got to lay down the law. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, lay down the Jude law. <laughs> Already bringing a heavy. You got to. I ran into the killer Zach Miller uh, <laughs> last night. And, Shout out Zachy Millmill. And uh, he's like, dude, I think I got that HB Creo down. Dude, I've been, <laughs> I've been practicing. You gotta, you gotta practice it. Yo, so you gotta practice the HB Creo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, uh, and I was like, for sure. And he's like, my blur. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow, you do have it down. But yeah, he's been studying the grammar. You got to do it. For, I'm, I'm available to tutor. H.B. Creel. For, for, for a rate. For my cabruder. <laughs> Tudor a brooder. <laughs> the Zabruder film. <laughs> Tudor for Zabruder. Uh, yeah, Castman did a classic Evan Cassidy move. He goes, uh, I go, hey, two, two o'clock Tuesday. <laughs> like, yes. And then he hits me up today at like noon. Yeah. He's like, two still good? And I, of course, didn't respond back <laughs> for like an hour because uh, I, I don't know what I was doing. And uh, and yeah, I was what, like, "What were we doing here?" I think I was sleeping. So <laughs> I think I no, I took a shower. And uh, so then I was like, "Yeah, I'm good to go." Uh, so like ten minutes to two, he's like, "Hey, do you want to get some food? <laughs> Have you eaten yet?" I'm like, "All right." So then we went and ate Hit some chipotle. Uh, chipotle. So now I'm all lethargic and uh, yeah. cathartic. Uh, they call me the Cath Man sometimes. You know, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ! Uh, but uh, so you've been doing the fuck yeah nation podcast. You've fuck. been doing fuck yeah. Nation. I apologize. It's uh, okay. It's okay. I, I have to. Uh, I always feel weird because I want to support, but then like I just the idea of wearing something with the word fuck on it. 
around town. I just, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable. I think that's that fuck no energy, man. Well, maybe. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of fuck no energy Dude, in LA, Your eyebrow, man. your eyebrow, your convincing eyebrow raises. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe he's you right. Know, you go to school for it. All right. Bro. It's that fuck no energy, it's man. That, bro. It's that fuck no state of mind, dude. Well, Los Angeles, there's a lot of fuck no vibes. Too many. Too yeah. There's a large, large quantity. There's a large yeah. concentration of fuck large no vibes. Large concentration, as we would say. You yeah. Know? And well, so, well, I had this conversation with my mom actually um, about fuck no vibes. Hey, fuck tell no her energy. I said hi. Yeah, Mama Cass. Shout outs. She's listening. <laughs> I love your mom. <laughs> She's great. Watch your mouth. I love her. <laughs> uh, I love her to death. In a, in a, uh, I don't know what Strictly it's Strictly like. Platonsky. Like in a, in an in agape sort of way, you know. Agape? Agape. Is that what you put in your coffee? You? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, agape. So, like, there's three, the three types of love. It's like oh. eros, which is like uh, the sexual kind of love. And then agape, which is like brotherly love. Mm. And then... Eros uh, sombreros, man. <laughs> the eros sombreros. That's when you want to fuck a hat. Uh, no, I saw... And then there's another one when I can't remember what it is. But anyway... Agape it, or... No, it's agape and then there's eros uh, and then there's uh, another one. I can't remember what that one, uh, other one is. It's like, uh, I want to bone you. Uh, I love you like you're my son. Mm. Or I love you like, you know, you're my, you know good friend yeah um but you know it's uh sometimes you know with you know especially with your mom the, the yeah. feelings start getting mixed up you know because it's your mom whoa whoa well you know i can't i tell you mama cast she does it for me i don't know what it is it's that mother <laughs> kev, <laughs> i love that you're like what stop dude kev you got a wife man you can't be going after my mom Look, bro. evan cassidy's mom if you're listening to this if a, if a Dr. Castman doesn't work out, you just hit me up, all right? I, I, will, I just don't know what uh, Jenny I'll, Tinkin's going to think about Hey, it. she's going to have to deal with it. You know what I mean? I got to get some of that Mama Cass in my life. <laughs> well. Oh, my chair's broken. Okay, there we go. My heart's broken. Yeah. So what's been going on, man? We well, stopped doing the yeah, ripping and skipping. Know, it hurts my heart. Yeah. Uh, I saw it, Jimmy Calloway the other day. He's like, are you guys done? Like, yeah, yeah, we're done. We're going to probably put some albums out or something. And he's like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to put out another one. He's like, yeah, but yeah, but you know, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, I go, you, I, I, we only heard from two people that ever listen to the podcast. I'm like, I agree. I'm sad and I love it. And I think we did some really cool stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, at the time, it's like, look, if, if, if it was that great, then I think we would hear from more than two people ever. That listen to it. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, that is. I, I know. Mean, I know when quality, uh, quantity. You know, yeah, feedback, I mean, schmeedback. I mean, you know, when Walt Disney made Mickey. I mean, immediately oh, everybody, boy. everybody was like, "This is gonna be big." All oh right? yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. We believe in you, Walt. You, we know what you're doing. By the way, <laughs> uh, the New York Times, and I talked about this on the other podcast. What? But what? The New York Times published an article on a woman who uh, the whole point of the article was, th I mean, this is, this is it in an elevator pitch. I recorded six podcasts, and I didn't get any sponsorships, so I just quit. <laughs> she recorded six episodes, <laughs> and that, it was in the New York Times. Yeah. 
That's insane. Well, it's, it's hard as a female podcaster. I mean, oh, I have, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll have to check that article out. I have a, yeah, lot, of, I have a it, lot of empathy for Anytime the, I listen to female podcasters, I have a hard time listening because I, 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 you know, I can't hear over my own cat calling. Because I'm always just like, they're like, hey, welcome to NPR. This is Melissa Masicola. And I'm like... Well, it takes, a, it takes an, what I call an SI dub, a strong independent woman, an SIW, an SIW. Oh, you, you abbreviate the... A brief, it's, the dub. It's, it's some HB Creole grammar. You you abbreviate skis the dub. You abbreviate the um yeah you you uh, the dub skis. Yeah, you shorten the abbreviate. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it takes a true SI dub that has mm-hmm. a lot of wherewithal to stick it out past six episodes. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I think those, the werewolf all the werewolf, <laughs> the werewolf of Wall Street was all. <laughs> no, I feel like we're just shoehorning it now. I am. Uh, Not Yeah, but uh, we're a couple shoehorn dogs. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ! But those I love type, it so much. Those type of SI dubs, I think, are what inspired us to keep going. You know, just seeing, yeah. seeing those SI dubs. But I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I, uh, I think a lot of create, you know, a lot of creative projects uh, don't initially get the type of response they're thinking of, and. For me, ripping and skipping, it was always just about doing it. No, at you know, yeah, almost didn't you know didn't really care if people listen. And well, we yeah, should, we should still try to do something with that. I think the characters and the storylines and yeah, even if it's even if it's just like once a month or or just just for the sake of doing it one here and there. Little, yeah, yeah. May, maybe you know with this with this new feed, the oh hey feed, maybe doing like a. For Here, Patreon, there, yeah, everywhere. for Patreon only. Care Bear. Well, for Patreon only, maybe, maybe, wow. maybe some of you Jimmy true. Calloway's Five Bones yeah. <laughs> every month, you know, to put out one uh, sketch. I mean, that would. I think that would. You need a little. You definitely need some encouragement from the universe. When you, I when gotta have something. some. And I think it literally for if it's something you're a fan of, even if it's five dollars a month, right? Which doesn't seem like a lot, and it isn't a lot. It's maybe an, it's maybe an annoying amount to donate. But even five dollars a month, I think, for like creative types, can really send them a long way to where yeah. it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue this uh, sound effect laid, laden, yeah, uh, character driven, well, uh, comedy podcast about friendship. My whole idea was, I mean, the the thing that I always landed on was the fact that number one, if if, if nobody listens, it's great exercise to improvise a sketch show you know for an hour every week and so i think like i'm way more comfortable doing character stuff now than i ever you know than i was before yeah um and uh also just making shit up on the spot yeah um and also just like going for it like matter of fact we this is very loosely related but uh we i i was uh with bruce gray uh, recording his podcast, Friends Forever, and we had, uh, hey, pal, good to see you, Fraser, oh, Fraser I, Smith. I saw that. Yeah. And uh, so we talked about Kramer because he was the guy that uh, was actually the oh, host the night that Kramer. You guys you know, talked about it on the podcast? Yeah, he went in skis wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he did his closing <clears throat> bit. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I said, because doing the podcast for sure there's plenty of times where we would play a character and you go in so hard sometimes and you can't like back down and so i feel like 
Michael Richards is such a character actor that that oh, might be kind of yeah. what he was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like, oh, I'm not going to back down at all. And he doesn't do stand-up very often. But yeah, apparently yeah. the bouncers weren't there, a bunch of stuff. So, um, But yeah, uh, this is uh, the Justif- Justifying <laughs> Michael Richards Actions podcast. Yeah, I've never, uh, heard, you, I've never heard the character. But you know, the world hasn't heard the character comedy take on it. You know, it's a factor. Yeah, I mean, as Chappelle said, you know, it's a part of me is like, damn, man, you can't be saying that. The other part is like, but it's having a rough set. Yeah, (laughs) I think he said the ten percent of him that was a comedian. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I love it, man. I I don't know. I mean, uh, characters. You know, it's great. It's fun. I miss it. Yeah. Well, let's let's do something, man. No. Um, well, I, I did want to talk a little bit about, uh, the HB Creole a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we did a show in Palm Springs to, uh, a group oh. of old blue hairs and, uh, you know, Palm Springs, Palm Springs is the old gay capital of the world, uh-huh. which I had no idea. Um, and, uh, we were in this very diverse room and, uh, they're just, uh, Getting sunburnt with the iguanas out there. You know? <laughs> I plagiarized a little bit of the plagiarized. I uh, I threw out some. What did I say? You, I, I can't remember. I said something skis. I think you said no buen skis. Yeah, I said no buen skis <laughs> when I was on stage. And when I got off stage, I was like, you said no buen skis, bro. <laughs> bro. Bro, that's mine, dude. That's my no buen skis. I'd, I'd say it like that, though. Dude, you want to fight was just, me, dude. <laughs> no, he Ever seen it? Ever seen it? Ever seen <laughs> I will come down with my bros. Um, I, I mean, I like coming. That was always kind of my dream was to kind of come up with. I've definitely I've pushed a lot of different sayings and and grammar yeah. out into the lexicon. Sometimes just for the sake of making up different words and phrases. Because yeah, because I like I remember growing up around Huntington Beach. You know, there was a lot of linguistic ingenuity. <laughs> You know, <laughs> far out. <laughs> well, I, I just remember it would it would kind of happen out of nowhere. Then everybody would start, oh, oh, you know, a phrase would come out of nowhere, and then everybody would start saying it. Yeah, start adopting it. Yeah, and sometimes it would, it you wouldn't understand what they were even trying to say by it. It would be kind of vague, and yeah, but everybody else understood it. Like I remember this kid started saying like, "Oh, dude." Oh what man! Oh, you got a new skateboard, dude. That's so clutch. That's so clutch, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So clutch. I wonder, I'm like, what? What does clutch mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I remember like hearing the thing clutch. on a car. Clutch. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it would just kind of come out of nowhere. And then people, in the '70s, people used to say things were tits. Oh yeah. You remember that? Tits on a ritz. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That I got in trouble for tits on a ritz once. Oh really? Yeah. I was uh, I was on the back patio of the Holiday Inn at the top floor. Uh, we used to do a show there in Fresno. And um, a bunch of dudes, we were going around in circles, beatboxing and like rapping and stuff. And I go, Ritz, tits, ass, and grits. And then uh, <laughs> Byron Campbell, shout out to Brian, Byron Campbell, uh, beautiful man, beautiful hair, beautiful pick, uh, beautiful sensibility. Uh, he t- he, like Facebook messaged and tagged me, Ritz, tits, ass, and grits, like Kevin Tinkins, a maniac or something like that. My wife calls me up right away. Oh. What are you doing? And I'm like, uh, just rapping. And he's like, uh, wait, it was a video of you saying it? No, no, no. He just tweeted, he just, uh, Facebooked it and tagged me in it. 
And then I was like, Byron, don't be tagging me in my rhymes, dude. Like my rhymes are on another plane. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not, I can't be accountable like, for what rhymes. It's like improv, you know, you're not supposed to film it. It's just supposed to be uh Yeah, live in the, the moment. Yeah, in the moment. My bromant. <laughs> my hybrid bromant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, good rhyme, you know. Yeah, you can, you rhymes are great. I remember, shout out to my buddy, Josh Munson. So I had a friend, Josh Munson. And so we'd call him, you know, Munz, Munzione. Mm -hmm. I think that, I don't even know why we would say that. I think that was like, we were trying to make it sound Italian. So like, Manzione. Hey, yeah, my buddy name is Robbie Ta uh, Tacchino. We used to call him Robbie Tacchino. Yeah, he wasn't, Munson wasn't Italian though. But we would just, oh, you just we would just for the sake of making it sound Italian. Acacione. Manzione. Uh, but then I, I remember he would always be like, like my buddies, it's like, oh, that's hardcore. And, but then hardcore became, oh, that's charred poor. Charred poor, oh, like dude, hardcore, that's so char char charred poor, bro. Bruh. he's charred poor, dude. Let me ask you this: When, because I know I can think back, and I've talked about this a thousand yeah. times, doing yeah. a radio, a fake radio show in fourth grade with my buddy James, yeah, and doing a lot of voices and whatnot. How far back can you remember that you were doing not only HB Creole, uh huh, uh, but you know, what was the impetus of that? What was the impotence of <laughs> what, what, what? So it's, those words are so close. The impetus and impotence, um, very different meanings, mm -hmm. uh, beginning or usually, and you know, it's the beginning of the end for impotence. Mm -hmm. Uh, see, I real wordsmith over here. Yeah. And what and, I, and I, earlier we saw a turd smith, you know, <sighs> dude, I'm telling you, dude, <sighs> I had like five Oreos, bro, and I don't know. Was it seriously Oreos, dude? That's the only all I've I never heard of Oreos being a diarrhea. All I ate yesterday was a ro uh, uh, pastrami sandwich at like Ugh. four, which is so I, good. I think the I think the pastrami was probably better. No, anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know how I don't know how appetizing this will be. The pastrami wasn't the dom when it came to that. It was, it was the sub that long. It was the sub in turd, uh, yeah. more ways than one. And uh, and then I had like five uh, Oreos last oh. night. I had a bunch of coffee this morning, but anyway. For uh, those of you uh, listening uh, in your car uh, on the uh, 101. Uh, thank you for listening uh, to Kevin Tinkin's Diet Radio <laughs> Hour. Uh, no, so what was the what was the beginning the point? Do you remember how? Honestly, honestly, dude, I was doing voices and when I was a spermatozoon, my bro. <laughs> What's up, what bro? No, you Beat know, you to the ovaries, my broveries. <laughs> Well, you know, I remember, I remember kind of just coming up with like jingles in my head mm. when I was a kid, yeah, and kind of just saying them over and over. I, you know, I, I think there's an element of being on the spectrum that I call Caspergers. All right, <laughs> it's Caspergers. You know, that's good. But you know, it was it was kind of a rep repetition of you know you'd think of a saying you just kind of say yeah. it over again like and then actually well my sister and i kind of we sat down and when i was probably 10 we made we had this boom box and we recorded kind of like you we recorded some sketches and yeah. things and we just from watching snl yeah kind of imitate we were kind of hacking some of the snl <laughs> sketches a, a little bit oh yeah I mean, um, you know, we if we had posted them on social media, we'd be getting called out, you know, for uh, play, plagiarism. The old, plagiarism. The old uh, Amy Plage. Schumer. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. There'd be a mashup video edited. <laughs> um, 56,000 56, views. This is Evan Cassidy, age 10, and he also noticed that he is doing Caveman Lawyer. I'm very, I think we did. We might have done Caveman Lawyer. It might have been caveman. I don't that understand the, your weird ways. I'm just a simple caveman. <laughs> but I, I, I remember one of the main sketches was it was like it was called boy my sister narrated it and it was called boy who's trying on clothes in the closet but so what would happen was i was trying on clothing but i kept falling and hitting my balls <laughs> so I, balls <laughs> and i was like ow like i felt i was like ow my balls they hurt bad oh <laughs> and so that I mean, really, the humor hasn't evolved much, but <laughs> no, I mean, uh, a good ball hitting. But uh, you know, you know what it was was uh, then I started. So there was a bit of that, and I think growing up, the culture I was around, Orange County, ska was big. There was, oh, there was yeah. so there was kind of this, this like, th- uh, like photo third rate photocopy Jamaican influence from like. Like ska, Hell you know. Yeah. yeah. So they would throw, like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. They they throw these weird sayings in for no, like, you know, rude boy, um, rude boy. <laughs> and and then the surf culture, which I mean, I kind of looked down on that culture growing up. I mean, I wasn't really into, I wasn't really into surfing. These and, guys aren't doctors. There's someone that. They're uh, these, uh, you know, degenerates. Uh, yeah. But you're just surrounded by it. And there there were a lot of cool people and really unique characters that I met throughout yeah. the years. And, and there was kind of a, I kind of saw myself, I was, I sort of felt more high strung than a lot of these people. Because a lot of these guys are very zen. They're very yeah. calm, very laid back. And well, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the people that are like real true beach bums <laughs> have had like a an alternative life mm-hmm. where they tried to be mainstream or maybe they considered it or they're from yeah. a family that had a traditional background and then to abandon that for the beach bra <laughs> like it really does take a version of like yeah serenity and like a, a, a zen yeah. well, uh, a lot focus of, a lot of people came back i think from the wars that yeah so that, you know moved to orange county moved to the kind of beach communities and just wanted to mellow out yeah yeah and i killed my fair share <laughs> now it's time to ride these waves <laughs> man hey smoke this dude my broob <laughs> let's hit it let's get in this deep in this pipe and then i'm gonna go deep in this pipeline you the know half I mean? pipe hell yeah i you know i started writing lyrics I started playing guitar, started, started writing lyrics. And um, so I think that's how I got into rhyming. Because from the time I was like 12 years old, I was writing lyrics and I was trying to rhyme stuff and just obsessed with music, man. Just obsessed with music, um, impressions. Uh, and, you know, I think with like the grammar, I... Um, Inst- Instagrammer? Instagrammer. Going to college, you know, studying different foreign languages in college, like I learned a lot of, I learned a lot of impractical stuff in college that I couldn't really apply to anything. Oh yeah, like studying French, learning irregular French verbs. Right, and so I think you try to use those tools and keep them sharp. So I kind of, 
put them towards like just creating more burnout slang essentially <laughs> <laughs> the, I fu- took a, the fusion of uh, the irregular fuge. French verbs yeah. into burnout slang. Yeah, I t- actually took a. I took this one psychology class. It was called um, creating languages or creating a language. And so the like final was to create the lexicon of a made up language. I get to see you handing <laughs> in something that's all cast up. Yeah. Well, I I was really into the. Uh, I was, I'd been studying a lot of different languages. So I, I was, I actually made it, I tried to think of like, oh, what's like a practical way to create a language? And, right. you know, not, you know, so it would, so each letter would mean a certain sound. And so I, I kind of thought about the different sounds. And because I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of sounds that are confusing in English and right. a lot of letters that are unnecessary that are tacked onto certain words. Oh, for believe me, buddy, you are talking <laughs> to the spelling bee. Uh, last place boy every day. Oh man, that's a little behind the scenes on ripping and skipping. Uh, I can't spell for shit. Kevin would send me the episode titles. Kevin would come up with an episode title for ripping and skipping, and I could barely. I was like, "Is this written in Beowulf English?" <laughs> <laughs> My mom used to say that it was her fault. Uh, because Why she homeschooled me in third grade. Mm. And now that my wife's a teacher, she's like, oh, yeah, third grade's a big one for spelling. Yeah, well, and I and, guess times tables. And- but I could have learned. I don't know what it is. Like, my brain just doesn't. <laughs> I have always had a hard time for memorizing specifics. Uh. Concepts I've always been really good at. So, like, general yeah. concepts. I was always good at math because it was a concept. Yeah, it was that's finite. That's a certain part of the brain, probably active memory or short-term memory. Yeah, but when, like, I before E except after C <laughs> most of the time. Like, I can't do that shit. Because then I'll be like, oh, it's it's I before E, and then except after C, and there's no C, so then it's I before E, and they go, well, not that word. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even tell you which word it was. But there was always that kind of shit where I would be trying to do it. And I just, anyway. Well, I remember, I remember <laughs> when we had Laura, Laura, <laughs> Laura Bates on. Bites. Or by, yeah, I, I actually don't even know see, how to pronounce her last name. I see. Well, I, I'm I knew, the king of pronunciation. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the king. That's what they're saying. <laughs> that's what they're, the, the king of pronunciation. Yeah. Well, I remember you said, hey, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, mm-hmm. Laura Bites, B-I-T-E-S. You said Laura Bites is going to be on the pod. And I think there's a, there might have been a girl, Laura Stites. And so I thought, oh, did he mean Laura Stites? And then, no. it's, but I knew, I knew who L- Laura Bites was. But yeah. so then I walked up to the driveway and I saw, you know, Laura. And I'm like, oh, what's she doing here? Yeah. I, I didn't even, I even put two and two together that that was Laura Bites. Well, there's... Lara, which is her, how you say her Lara, name. Lara, yeah. Lara. L-A-R-A. Yeah. And then there's Laura. Sure. And then I, I mean, there's so many comics. I was thinking like LA. Laurel and Hardy. Like, because when I thought like I got it right, I was like, oh, Laura. And then she's yeah. like, no, it's Lara. And I'm like, Laura, 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 Laura. She's like, yeah. Oh, I felt so bad. I always feel bad when I fuck stuff up. Yeah. And the other thing that's frustrating. Well, she's doing well now. Oh, she's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, she, regular. honestly, great person. Um, Very funny. Uh, after our episode, we we had uh, we've had a couple of really good conversations just about uh, you know uh, our, our our we have similar mm. uh, uh, backgrounds as far yeah. as like uh, codependency shit. 
So we've we've had some good conversations. She's I mean she's what a great she's a great person uh, and very funny. Apparently Adam uh, at the comedy store is like obsessed with her, like mm. uh, as far as her comedy and whatnot in a like creepy way. But yeah, he's obsessed with her. It's like he finds her jacket and he sniffs it while she's on stage. No, uh, but he I uh, know she's a she's a he great writes comic. he writes they write La- Laura bites b i t e s on Dude, the wall. See that now you're talking about some <laughs> nightmares. We're like Kevin, we uh, we'd love you to come. Uh, we love on you to be staff. the guy. Yeah, we love you to be the guy who paints the names on the comedy store wall. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I would just say yes to everything. For sure, man. I'd be happy to, brother. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, all the Tonys You're are You're a pretty good with, speller, right? It's Tony, T-O-E-N-I. No. No, I always would spell in my mind. I'd like sound it, sound it out, bro. Yeah. Sound well, it Well, I'm not one to lecture anybody on, on abiding by the rules of languages. That's, what. that's the thing. So I, I very much, I encourage Kevin... And his unique system of spelling. No. You know? there, there's nothing that makes you look like a bigger dumbass than misspelling some basic-ass words, dude. Oh, I, yeah. I wrote my wife a poem. I misspelled beautiful, bro. <laughs> I misspelled beautiful. How'd you spell it? I don't know. <laughs> I think... I th- hey, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. How do you spell beautiful? B. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make B- you do that. A. I'm not going to make you do that. No. You know how I know how to spell it now? Because of fucking. Because of that. Well, that and uh, that uh, um, Jim Carrey movie. Oh. Where he says B E A beautiful. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Maybe you just needed. I need Jim Carrey to help me come up with something every time. Well, maybe in order to memorize it, you needed a voice or a sound. Something. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. Could be it. I'm not worried about it. Thank God. Well, for, you made it this far in life. Thank God Kevin. for autocorrect and voice to text. <laughs> oh, autocorrect has a hard time with me, man. Oh, I hate it. I hate it sometimes. There's, but there'll be times where I'll just be like, uh, <clears throat> I'll be, I'll be at home and I'm typing something out, and I'll, and my wife will see me, and I'll, I'll just pull my phone and we go, Bing. Constant. And <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "What? What are you doing over there?" I'm like, "Oh, I just." Um, it's in a text. It's like, you didn't know how to spell constant? And I was like, I just wasn't positive. You know, I just yeah. want to make sure, you know, it's right. I run into such a dumbass. I run into a lot of people that I know and just with hosting shows and stuff, just their name isn't in my active memory. And it, <sighs> it, so I, I forget it for a brief moment. That, I mean, names are another thing you've got to memorize. Yeah. It's not like a shortcut yeah. or a general understanding. You know, look at somebody. With names, what I do a lot of times is I'll remember, I'll look at somebody, and I'll have to think of somebody else. So, like, for example, there's a guy named Evan in Fresno, mm. and every time I see him, I have to think about you <laughs> so that I remember who oh, he is. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, and before I met you, I probably had to think about him yeah. every time I saw you. Yeah. But there's like there's, like, certain things like that, but... Anyway, uh, so you're you're a little boy. <laughs> you're hitting your balls in the closet. Yeah, you're in the closet. Sketches, cassette, um, <laughs> and then I mean, what what came next? I mean, were you? Is that something you kept doing? Well, my sister and I made a couple tapes, you know, and I mean, we didn't get that many listeners. So I mean, uh, she split <laughs> off. She did her thing. I. <laughs> you guys split no. up. No sponsorships. Uh, no. Well. 
She she was kind of doing acting actually as a kid for a while. That's right. Yeah, she she's got her own story. We'll save it for her. Uh, I've told her. Oh, I, I tell. Not, I tell everyone. Well, I tell everybody these days. I mean, there's it, we got pink pop filters on the microphone. Well, that's she, another story. She wouldn't come on. It's too traditionally female. Too traditional. I tell everybody I meet now though, like, dude, just make a podcast. Honestly, it's one yeah. of the best exercises, and you might get lucky and actually, you know, have some listeners. Well, out I, of it. I run into a lot of people that want to try stand. They come to stand up shows and they want to try stand up, and they're right. like, oh, what, what, you know, what kind of advice would you give me? What would you say, you know? Uh, or oh, I've people that are kind of on the fence. They're like thirty, and they're like, oh, I've been thinking about it my whole life, but I've never done it. And I'll tell people, yeah, you try it, but if anything. Just make a podcast because yeah. if you want to do stand up, if you want to succeed as a stand up comic, it's going to be at least, uh, you know, at the very least, w- w- without even any sort of guarantee, you're going to have to sacrifice 10 years of your life. Yeah. Uh, tens of thousands of hours. You're going to have to drive tens, hundreds of thousands of miles, depending, oh, yeah. depending on what you're, what you're doing, where you mm-hmm. are, where you're living. Uh, you have to buy a new battery for your Prius C. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Podcast, you just get, you know, you get an H4N, you get two mics. Yeah. You put on your basketball shorts. Hell yeah. You know? No underwear. No, no undies, man. You don't, you don't need them. Strip clubbing it. Yeah. Strip clubbing it? <laughs> Is that how you go to the strip club? I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in that. That's lo- the rumor? That I'm not in that lo- realm of dirty doggery. Well, that's how you do it. You go to strip well, club I, with basketball I've shorts heard it. and no <laughs> underwear. I've heard some... Cr- some creepers are like, dude, if you're gonna go to the strip club, man, dude, here's what you do: you go to just basketball shorts, bro, silk shorts, dude, no undies, bro. Go, go down the, go to the, go to Turkey, go to the Silk Road, get some silk shorts, dude. You can't even fail. And always wear a condom, dude. Always, bro. Even if it's in your shorts, dude, because yeah. those girls are dirty. Dude. You got to be careful, man. Yeah. You want to be blowing your load in a <laughs> pair of silkies, my brilkies. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, you're not, mo- I hope your mom is listening yeah, to this. Oh, man. Jeez uh, Louise. Yeah, no, I, I guess with me, punk rock was kind of the big thing. Playing in bands, making up bands, making up, making up music. So I was always kind of, I think like seventh grade, I started writing lyrics. I, I wanted to start a band. Yeah. I got this little drum pad that I was, I was messing around with. I wanted to play drums initially. Yeah. And so my mom, I think for my birthday, got me this drum pad and a pair of drumsticks, and then but and this like really hokey VHS. It might have been a DVD. It was probably VHS of this. You know, it's got hi. I'm a drummer, and here's here. And I was just. I hi, think this. I'm Mike Stevens. It, it was for me. It wasn't enough to really get that feeling of playing drum you know i'm I'm hit i feel like i'm a little drummer boy here yeah 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 and so and i'm like i'm not gonna watch this vhs (laughs) like this right left right right left and you take your right arm left yeah so it was the metronome on boys i think if i had gotten a drum set i would have become a drummer yeah but the drum pad was kind of hokey it didn't really have a good sound it just felt like i was hitting a you know, a, a hospital chair or something. Oh, dude, I, I have those drum pads. Man. Yeah. I mean, looking back, it's, it's pretty, I'd probably bang on one. Of, that'd be therapeutic, therapeutic, excuse me. Yeah. But so I kind of, 
I, I shelved drumming for a little bit and then I got, I got, um, uh, a guitar and I started taking guitar lessons. Squire Strat. Um, it was, a, it was an Ibanez. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know what model. I don't know that people are getting too nerding out on Ibanez well, models. I mean, who knows? You know? But yeah, they're great guitars. Hey, shout outs to Ibanez. If you'd like to sponsor, yeah. oh, hey, uh, <laughs> Funk yeah Nation. I, Ibanez, why not me, Ibanez? You know what I mean? <laughs> More like I, 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 Ibanez. You know? <laughs> that's the Mexico made. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's what they did. <laughs> Yeah, I remember people used to get strats and be like, is it a Mexico version or U.S. version? Dude? Oh, man. Man, these, uh, we got to have less xenophobia in the guitar world, you know? Yeah, for real. Well, I have I, a, I have a Mexican made strat. You it's do? Great. Yeah. I mean, they're, most of them are great. It's, I always notice too, like you see some of your favorite artists and they'll have the biggest pieces of shit as their main guitar. Yeah. And like, it's my first guitar. It's yeah. like, it's just like, and it's just a piece of garbage. Like, we recorded most of the White Album with this guitar. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Yeah. And it, yeah. but yeah, and everybody, then you end up getting like, I, I got a $5,200 Gibson, bro. <laughs> I had to do it, man. I had to do it to him. Well, I think the big thing with, uh, Fenders is just the the difference in quality between Squires and Fenders. Oh yeah, 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 but yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I well, it's funny. I've watched some. I've nerded out on some of those videos. I was Ubering for a while, and for like the first like six months of Ubering, I was it. It was pretty. I was doing it a lot, and I was racking in some dough. And I had been broke for for a year before that. Was this when you were in, living in NoHo? Uh, that was before that. I was. At that time, I was actually living in La Habra. Ooh. Yeah. That wasn't the brightest. It wasn't the most fuck yeah moment of my life. Let me just put it La Habra? Down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird town. La Nabra. La Fock Nabra, dude. <laughs> but I was Ubering and I, I, bought, I bought that Strat. Hell yeah. And then I, I was nerding out. I was watching these videos like, here's, here's a, an American-made Strat versus a Mexican-made Strat yeah. versus a Chinese-made Strat. Versus, so, there, so there's some guy, there's some rabbit holes on YouTube where they really nerd out on the different guitars. What and, is the difference? I mean, you could marge. I, I couldn't really tell much of a difference between a, an American-made, Mexican, American-Mexican-Chinese-made yeah. Fender. Right. Um, I, uh, you know, I get that there's some economic <laughs> keep, sure. keep the money uh domestic i don't know i mean i, I sure. guess there's some there's some desire with that to let me keep ask, it domestic let me completely change the subject sure. real quick have you ever gotten laid have you ever had intercourse with a woman <laughs> uh no have you ever have you ever gotten uh laid because of comedy in the past um well, <laughs> I always like get the cast bent uncomfortable. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I've obviously before you had. Well, I'm a not one to kiss and tell, you know. I mean, I'll say that, I'm but not. I've definitely, I have, uh, I've, you know, I that initially that was kind of. I started out doing open mics that were more music open mics. So I, yeah. you know, a couple, couple of my, the first girls I started dating, I had met. Dude, they, they, they were well, uh, you know, without getting too specific, some, yeah. some you know maybe musically inclined, uh, other artistically inclined. You can po- pluck, poet pluck my uh, G string, Kath, man. <laughs> That's got to be the oldest music joke ever, the yeah. G string joke. Well, I 
you know, I dated some musicians uh, yeah. initially. Yeah, when I first started, uh, yeah, you know, I'd go, uh, uh, shout outs to the Gypsy Den in Santa Ana. That was the first kind of open, it was like a music open mic in Santa Ana. Um, I think they might still do, they don't allow comedy anymore, I don't think. Yeah. But back then they had, would have music and comedy. And so it was all these musicians and a couple comedians would go in and out. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd see a couple and then I would do my Frenchman character. That's awesome. I'd bring my guitar and I'd, I'd play songs. And I'd, you guys like rock and roll music, everybody? <laughs> I'm, my name is Robert. I am from France. Yeah. I want to, this next song is by Jimi Hendrix. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know Jimmy? Like, that would, yeah! was kind of a, a performance type thing. And um, I was like 20 years old. I mean, that, so, I mean, yeah, that was the first kind of yeah. girlfriends I had. I, I kind of met invariably. And I, I've just always been performing and out yeah. with people. But I, I you know, uh, yeah, I think uh, Did you I, found, I found relationships. It's best to kind of keep those separate from you kind of don't necessarily want to uh, date people that are dip the pen into <laughs> the company ink. Well, I think, I think even the realm of like, you know, if you're, if you're a performer, I think there's that element of you go on stage, you have that confidence, you meet somebody right. doing that. And then, and so for like, yeah, maybe 15 minutes after you're, you're off stage, they see you as this rock star, right? you know, but uh, I think, yeah, a lot of people that go to comedy shows are eventually going to become comedians. Right. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they're going to try to, they're going to attempt at it. And right. So, I think it's good to, you know, meet people, meet uh, uh, potential prospects outside of the realm. Of, well, it's, you've got to look at it as work. You it's know, you good to have at, a regular person yeah. as yeah. Your, your, your mate mm-hmm. or your spouse or your partner because. Uh, artists are uh, kind of screwy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're, uh, I mean, it's just in general, they're kind of screwy. And mm-hmm. it's nice because, you know, you might have more art in the house and, you know, some, you'll be with some eccentric broad or, yeah. you know, gentleman. And, but, you know, I, a lot of times there's a little bit nutty. You know, I, yeah. there's part of me that like thinks, oh man, I really wish I, you know, uh, not like a really wish, but there's part of me that's like, ah, oh, what if I, you know, married some hippie chick and, you know, she's wearing long flowing dresses and we're picking flowers and making, you know, wreaths and stuff. And, you know, she's all into spiritual. She's into cool bands. Stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, I love having my wife that's just, you know, she, she, she's just so middle of the road and she's so like, as far as her tastes and her is more, more so as far as her consistency, Mm -hmm. she doesn't have these huge emotional swings like I do. And like, you know, a lot of artists will, where you're just like, nothing matters. And then like the next day you're like, dude, it's all good. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, by the way, you said Gypsy Den earlier. It reminded me of this old Armenian woman that I used to know. In, uh, Was that in, her name? Gypsy Den? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gypsy Dan. Uh, no, she, uh, I remember her saying one time, don't go down to the Tower District. There is a lot of uh, gypsies down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Fresno? In Fresno. Yeah. Well, I think it was her word for homeless people. Oh, but, uh, yeah. And my buddy yeah. Scott went on a missions trip to... Uh, 
uh, Romania, and there were legitimate gypsies there, and they would he, uh, to act, he actually went to Romania. Yeah, he was yeah. as a missionary went to oh, Romania wow. like four or five times, maybe even six times. And he, uh, yeah, the gypsies would they would literally try to marry you, <laughs> like legitimately they would try to marry you. Uh, or sell you stuff, or pick oh, your yeah. pocket, or I mean, they're just trying to find a way out, essentially. Yeah. And uh, they, dude, I, he even told me some real messed up stories about like how sometimes they would cripple their kids so that they would look more, uh, you know, sad, so that they could get more money when they begged. Ugh. And uh, yeah, all kinds of crazy Jeez, stuff. No, I mean, gypsy isn't even like a culture; it's just a lifestyle. Uh, well, you know, I, I they're uh, called the Roma. I think. Because they'd be, they be roaming around? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're actually... Roma, if you want to. <laughs> well, the term gypsy is kind of like a blanket term. Because they in Ireland, I know they have like a certain ethnic group that's referred to as gypsy. But in Europe, uh, they're mostly Roma. And yeah. Yeah, from studying languages, I, I was reading... Yeah, the Roma language is like... Um, it's like related to Hindi and like the Indian languages. Mm. So I, I think... I think the theory, I could be wrong about this, but I think they started um, migrating into Europe yeah. in like around the time that um, the uh, like the Muslims were kind of invading India. Yeah. I think that, you know, some of the, from diff- just different wars that were happening around that time, like oh, yeah. people from India were migrating, you know, and so, yeah, but yeah, it's like related to, it's like related to Hindi yeah, language. Anybody Roma. with dangly earrings, I call a gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> What are you, gypsy or something? In the gypsy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, identify as a gypsy, you know. I, dude, I'd love to identify as a gypsy. Uh, yeah. My. Uh, well, I, I guess it's like now considered to some degree a pejorative term. Uh, people don't understand why. I think, I, I could be wrong. I think the, I think gypsy um, is supposed to mean Egypt. Like the, the people kind oh, of. Oh, gen- really? Yeah, I think. Europeans kind of generally, oh, they're they're from they're from Egypt. Egypt, <laughs> uh, I think I could be wrong about that. I, I huh? But um, but in any event, did I well, uh, the Roma, my Broma? I uh, I met uh, I I can bl- I can blame music for almost all of my relationships uh, in one oh. way or, or oh another. yeah yeah. I mean, my I I locked my wife down because I used to be in this uh, this uh, Motown group. I was playing drums in this Motown group really fun group and uh we were playing one time and i invited my wife and i was wearing a black tank top with barbed wire across the chest and i was like i was in good shape (laughs) and then uh it was great and so we were like uh there was bands all night so then afterwards i grabbed her and i was dancing with her and i was like that's when i was like you're the one (laughs) and she's like uh take it easy this guy's a badass got the barbed wire i was so aggressive with her as far as like like telling her what I wanted, like I I I think you're great. I want what well, well, I want well, you. That's that's practically a microaggression, right? I dude, I I could. I think help you're it. great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, I was tone so it, traditional. Tone it down. But I think, like, I I keep I I always like try to tell guys that too, like that are because you see so many people like looking at at girls or whatever. Like, I think I really like her. There's this guy who always tells me, oh, man, she's that girl, man. She's all blah, blah, blah. And then I, I, I want to just go tell her, like, hey, you know this guy's got a crush on you because he's a good-looking guy and she's a good-looking girl. Uh, and she I, think thinks you can't, I think you're kind of you're like 
cucking them when you do that. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm well, just no, I, saying, but yeah, part of me wants to, I but know. I just, I want to tell these guys. That, that happens, but I think that never works. Like the guy's got to just muster the, the courage well, to, to 100%. do it. You know? I, I, well, yeah, that's why I don't do it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, uh, the thing that bothers me is just like, you don't understand the power of telling somebody that you want them, that you yeah. like them. Yeah. And, and telling them exactly, knowing what you want and telling that person, like, I think you're, amazing the shit yeah i think yeah. you're the shit i just think you're gorgeous i think you're an amazing person and i'd love to spend more time with you that i think that's really powerful because yeah. so many people nowadays nowadays these young kids with their facebook and their twitters everybody's beating around the bush well you know what i mean there's a lot of beating around the bush for sure that's i, I mean that's kind of that that's well most that, people don't know what they want yeah, and I've never, I've never felt, I've never been a bush beater around her. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think we we connect on that level because yeah. it's like in, putting your intentions out there. Yeah, you're just saying, hey, this is what I'm about. Not right because that L.A. Everybody in L.A. is kind of beating around the but like, well, you know, I, I, I mean, just want to keep my options open. Yeah, I'm a I mean, singer and if, a dancer if and I'm Conan a choreographer. If reached out to me, like, I, I guess I'd say yes. Oh, dude, honestly, dude, know. if American Idol, well, I wouldn't do it. I don't know if I, I'm in a place where I'd want to do SNL. You oh, know? God, dude. Those people, I don't when know. hearing people say stuff like that, just... Dude, you would do anything for $200. Be, yeah. <laughs> be honest. Speaking of which, I ran around in my underwear for $2,500 <laughs> uh, last yeah. week and didn't get the gig. Meanwhile, yeah, these guys are post-mating for $3. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I would do it. SNL, there are just a bunch of posers. Yeah. <laughs> there are a bunch of posers, dude. The show posers. Been, the show hasn't been good for like... Uh, like 20 years. Indeed, yeah, it's not true comedy. Ever since Dana Carvey left, the show's been Ooh, garbage. Yeah, I was big when, uh, who was it? When, um, what? yeah, when I'm, I'm a big Joe Piscopo era guy. <laughs> Robert Downey. Yeah, when Robert Downey, the season that Robert Downey was on. <laughs> Junior or senior? <laughs> Robert Downey Senior. Uh, yeah, I, I what? Well, I never liked be, beating around a bu the bush, um, and I kind of, I kind of had a hard time actually. Uh, I think talking to girls when I was younger because uh, I, I think I didn't understand. Like to me, it was just like, "Hey, I like you." <laughs> like, like, yeah, just say, "Hi, you're attractive." <laughs> like, yeah, hello, you're pretty. Yeah, yeah, but like you can't. You know, I mean, you're talking to each other because you're attracted to each other, but you can't. There, there kind of is this song and dance that goes with it, and I think you do eventually get uh, encultured into that. You kind of learn how to maybe be kind of playful and, and flirty, and, and right. you. Know, I, I think it's a, it's kind of like just doing crowd work, right? right. You know, well, as long as I, they, I, I feel a lot more comfortable talking to people now that I've. I've talked to people on stage every night for eight years. Oh, you know? I feel less comfortable. <laughs> I really do. Oh, I, I don't know. That's fuck no energy, though, man. It's true. That's what, it's fuck just, no energy, man. It's fuck truth, my Bruce. Dude, dude I, my I John Wilkes Bruce. Dude, anytime I'm at the Chipotle, I'm just like, hey, so what? Do you, how long? How long you guys been working? Oh, here, that's right? easy. Yeah, that, the long, Chipotle uh, is fine. So how long you guys been together? All right. There's part of me though, like I I feel bad too because I I have clap a, it up if it's your first time here, guys. Clap it up. Who's here for the first time? <laughs> You're at your you're at your uh, your girlfriend's family reunion. <laughs> They're like, because like it's those situations where I'm always uncomfortable. 
It's like when I'm supposed to interact with people. You gotta, and, lo- you gotta love it though. You gotta, you gotta live in the discomfort. You yeah, know? you got, you gotta embrace it. Because when it's my job to talk to people, it's so much easier than when yeah. it's just like we'd like you to, but you know, you yeah. don't have to. You can just sit here and eat the, all the shrimp. Yeah, and <laughs> which is what I do. Which I what I used to do. Uh, but yeah, also too, like there's. I think from doing stand up, I also kind of figured out the how to break the rules and how to like what what little tricks to do to get the audience or whatever. Yeah. And when you're around like somebody, you know, like a you know your girlfriend's family or you know my in-laws, uh, it's like there's a certain persona that I'm supposed to be portraying. Mhm. And so then I feel like I don't want to betray that by, you know, acting fearless or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. Um I don't know. I'm a weirdo. You should just be yourself as much as you can around everybody. I mean, nope. I, th- I think. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think in cert- there's certain uh, different people have different customs that you have to respect, but you you don't you don't have to lose yourself in the moment. The music. <laughs> you oh, it. to never let it go. I mean, I try to never let it go, but it, sometimes it slips. You only get one shot. Fingers. That's yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe, one shot. Uh, opportunity came <laughs> and went. Uh, uh, well, uh, let me see what we got. Yeah. Well, what, I felt like there was a a notion we were trying to we were talking about dating. Well, I was trying bit. to see how much tang you slanging on the streets with all these accents and whatnot. <laughs> Did you ever bone down as Robert? Uh. <laughs> Did you ever have to hold the accent? I mean, you for know, I'm not the time? type of guy to kiss and tell. Oh, geez. I, I can say no. I know. I, you know, I. Would you so like I, to see my penis? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Just pulling a Louis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis C.K. <laughs> Louis Catals. By the way, the uh, the Brain Jail podcast that we're doing, we're following uh, uh, two people on Instagram. One is a Louis C.K. fan page, and the other one is Hannah Gatsby. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are animals! Shout outs to the BJers, you know, the BJ Posse, the Brain Jailers. It's it, that I. Anyway, yeah. What, what, so to go, answer that question, I would stay in character as a French guy at open mics, and, and I would go to parties. You know what was funny? I, I mean, I was really into Sasha Baron Cohen at the time. I just, I, I totally. Uh, was just downloading all of that. Yeah, I Borat had just kind of come out. Mm-hmm. Ali G show, and I was amazing. I was in school for psychology at the time, and I was reading all these philosophical things. And I was just like watching the way because there's so much psychology to what Sasha Baron Cohen did Absolutely. with Ali G show, and it kind of so it kind of fascinated me. I'm like, this guy's doing psychology right actively. It's insane, you know. And he's kind of breaking down people's kind of the way kind of like what you're talking about how people put on a character or a persona he's like breaking he's tearing right. that down so i was just blown away by it and i uh so i was you know going to parties in school and crashing parties getting kicked out of yeah. you know and uh i f- would find that if i would do this f- a french accent people were more <laughs> yeah uh, welcoming you know right. um and um it, even back then yeah kind of like cause I, I was at like a heavily asian school 
Yeah. It was like 90% Asian. And so partially... At, at uh, University you, of Asia? You see... You see... Yeah, a lot of uh, Asian, Indian, Iranian. Um, My brother went to UCLA, and he oh, would yeah? always say, among Caucasians, lost among Asians. That was what they used to call it. Um, when I kind of did feel like th- there was sort of an element where, you know, part of it is just you're at, you're living in a dorm. There's these parties. You're just kind of showing up, trying to go under the radar, but you're a redhead and everybody in the party is Asian and has black hair. Right. So you kind of stand out. You want to be a little more under the radar. Right. And um, so I would do this kind of French care and I'd start bringing my guitar and I'd play songs for people. Yeah. And, People kind of pointed me. You should go to open mics. This would make a lot more sense at open mics and at this dorm, uninvited. Um, and Did you ever get kicked out or anything? Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I was all, but I was kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would go. I remember, like, I would just kind of was just walking around yeah. looking for parties. Just had my guitar, and I remember there was like a frat bus one time. I'm like, where's this bus going? Is, is it going to a party? Like, can I join? Can I? <laughs> like, get out of here, man. Like, and they started kind of cussing me out. I was just like, I was, I was, I was shit. I was trolling. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I was. It was almost like that was. Were you drinking back then? I kind of was. No, not yeah. really. No, I, in fact, no. Yeah, I, I, that was when I was like twenty. I, I never had a drink till I was twenty-one. Yeah, I had maybe a beer or two. Real square moment. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I it was, was probably a, I was a probably same. better off. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, we're all getting sober now. I know, right? <laughs> but. I started doing the open mics and I would, I would stay in character for the whole process. For the time you get there, you order your coffee or right. you sign up. I would stay in character. Like the Joker guy that does yeah. open mics around now. Oh, is there a guy like that? There was. Yeah, he was yeah, the Joker. I, man, God bless him, you know, because it's, it's really, a, I don't know how I did it back then. Yeah. Um, so many people, understandably, were fed up with me. I, I did convince a lot of people that I actually was French. Yeah. So a, a lot of people didn't question. I, in fact, it was, I actually met a, I had studied French, so I met a couple. I would meet sometimes some, sometimes someone would try to, they'd kind of have an idea like, oh, this guy Robert isn't really French. Right. So like, oh, I have my French friend that I'm bringing to the open mic. I'm going to get them to test his French, yeah. his competence in French. So that, would they catch you? Well, I remember this French girl was there one time. She's like, oh, tu es, tu es Francais? Vraiment? Tu es vraiment Francais? Like, are you actually French? And I, and I was like, I, I, I kind of paused. I was like, ah, no, uh, je suis Belge. I was like, no, 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 I'm actually Belgian. And ah. then the French girl went, ah, okay. Because <laughs> like, they, they kind of look down on Belgians, the, the way they speak French. It's kind of like more like a Southerner speak, you know, how yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, stereotype a Southerner to man, speak English. Man, The you, Belgian, il parle français a little. You're just weaving through the lasers of oh, getting yeah. caught. No, yeah. no, actually, I'm Belgian. Yeah, I remember one time I, I I was visiting a buddy in Flagstaff in Arizona, and there was this open mic. I actually went to an open mic out there. There were, I mean, it's a small town, and we met. Uh, we, me and my buddy, met. There was like there were only two girls there, like at the place. It was right. The, everybody was, you know, oh, we were talking. To these girls were hanging out. I think there was kind of like there, there was some dancing and stuff at the at the bar, and um, yeah, I think the girl was kind of interested in Robert, but uh. I just, I kind of just didn't have the heart. I mean, I, I was a good guy, so I, I didn't right, deceive. Right. But I also kind of almost felt like, man, some, you know, I, I think 
you know, because I'd be talking to people, I'd be kind of inter- I would be in conversation, like doing the character. And I think, like, I mean, some girls, I mean, that's kind of their fantasy is like some right. weird role playing thing. But I, right. I kind of wasn't, I was kind of. I do not wear deodorant. Yeah. I, 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 I think my sort of Catholic guilt would kick in in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. not wanting to. Uh, your cool uh, waters cologne, they'd be like, yeah. oh, this guy's not French. Well, which is a, which is good, good thing. You know, it's good to not deceive people. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I mean, especially I mean, it was, if you go to the bedroom with it, because then that's, you know, then you're yeah, really getting to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I, pretty, you have to be, you, I think I was only so much of a sociopath. <laughs> right. Well, it was like playful, it was playful uh, deception at, right. uh, on stage and off stage. I mean, also like so much of the, so much of the open mic experience and kind of the like craft of it is just, you know, you're kind of, it's kind of exhausting the level of you know you 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 show up you have to fist bump thirty seven different people that you barely know right you see them every day but you don't really know anything about them right and you don't really have a lot of meaningful interactions with any of these people yeah you know you don't really they don't like some of them may have known me better as Robert than you know people know me as Evan. Right. Now that I run into just because right. you only ever see them in the context of some open mic. You don't, you don't really sit down and have some. Yeah. So you watch the Joe Schmo show, right? No, no. Okay. You have to figure out, we, I, I've tried to look for it and I can't find it. So the Joe Schmo show was this reality show where there was one, it was a reality show, Yeah. but there was only one person that wasn't an actor. So every single person on the show was an actor. Wow. And uh, they all had characters that they were playing, and then there was one real person. Mm. And so they do this whole show. They're living together, all this stuff. There's relationships. There's fake backstories, all this stuff. And so at the very end, they all reveal, yeah, we're all actors. We've been doing a character this whole time. And Joe Schmo, the guy, the main guy, was like flipping out. He's a really nice guy. Uh, but he was just like, What's going on? What? Because it had been months and months and months. Uh, dude, you you would love it. Yeah, it's because it's a it's a whole house of people yeah. doing that. Yeah, like I I love kind of messing with people, but uh, you know, and kind of fuck, you know, the, I'm kind of doing a character a little bit. With, well, yeah, you, the, yeah, the nation. I mean, it's kind of a term, but I think it's a it's a dialed up version of yourself right right you know right. well that's what i'm doing on stage too yeah. a lot of the time i always no man just just be um you know just on stage you should you should be as you are in an elevator right you should have the same <laughs> the same well, energy as you do sitting in an elevator i will you tell yourself, you man. when i first started um i would i would hear the compliment a lot like the people would people would tell me they if they liked me they'd tell me they liked me and they'd be going, man, you're the same when you're off stage yeah. as when you're on stage. And yeah. I don't know if it's because I was more on off stage or I was less on on stage. You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, but I I would try to be. There was a there was a part of me that was like trying to go for this authenticity, especially in the beginning, because I was like, all the best comics are they're trying to find their voice and they speak in their voice and whatnot. So what's my voice? Who am I? And all this stuff. And I think the more that I've kind of like dug down, the more I've kind of realized stage name dug down (laughs) uh the more i've kind of realized that i don't give a shit about who i am as much you know what i mean that it's not well yeah you don't want to obsess 
Yeah. I tried to really do that for a long time. I kind of tried to like, oh, I got to peel the layers of the onion, man. Yeah, yeah. Of this person skis, man. Yeah, yeah. You try to, you, it's like you just have the, you have the magnifying glass on yourself. You're just staring like, oh, just, right. just like gripping the mirror, just, oh, well, it gets really staring myself down. Exhausting. Yeah, and yeah. It can be really boring I, if, if you're outside yeah, of your own head. Yeah. It might be useful to do that a little bit, though, just to kind of hone in on what about you. I, I think oh, yeah. with myself, I've kind of found that. I did it too much. Yeah. I mean, maybe you might, I don't know. You don't, you, I think it's good to do that a little bit, but like I kind of just found, you know, I'm kind of a, I try to be, um, positive guy try to be uh, kind of upbeat yeah and um you know yeah like just and kind of dial that well i think once you like figure ska music bro <laughs> yeah hit those yeah. upbeats those upbeats <laughs> reggae yeah <laughs> playing it ripe shout outs to ripe oh, r-y-p-e who'd have, who'd have known that straight edge area and reggae <laughs> was not a thing on evan's jokes i put so i put some of those songs up on Bandcamp recently hell yeah ripe yeah Dude, that's always sell some retroactive records. I've always thought about that, like, because I've been in so many bands, and like the thought of like something that you made when you were like a freshman in high school, and you yeah. put it out, and it like gets huge. Yeah, totally. That actually would be an interesting movie. You know? Yeah. Uh, nobody knows. They think it's new, and then you have to pretend that it is. Oh. Yeah, like an old of, old record comes out. Yeah, 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 and it's actually you from twenty five years ago. Yeah, you you, uh, you recorded Old Town Road, dude. What ninety nine? Yeah, what you put out the ripe album, and all of a sudden you look on Bandcamp, and it's got forty five million views. Hi, I'm I'm trying to speak with uh, Ripe. <laughs> uh, we're with the uh, Salt Lake City Reggae Festival. We're with BMG. Yeah, we're just looking for. Uh, so you're getting a lot of offers. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I loved writing music. I always like kind of making songs and, yeah. and melodies, and you know, we did a little bit of that on on Rip and Skip. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the, I, the delay dudes, the reverb boys. What if the what if the reverb boys? <laughs> what if there's like a reverb renaissance in a few years? You never know, dude. People dig know. up people dig up the reverb boys, the delay dudes. Yeah, that would some of that amazing. stuff. I, I do think. Well, we even said that. We think, you know, I mean, ripping and skipping, is it ages well. It's like wine. It does age yeah. well. I mean, and, you know, that's one of those real, things, too. It's like if, if that does happen at some point, I'll be like, great. Full, full Bordeaux. We're ready to go, you know. Well, I, we'll be traveling. We'll, well the term the, road. the term hiatus kind of has a negative connotation. Well, I, it's better know? than low hiatus. <laughs> but I think people, sometimes people... People like to theorize, like, "Oh, when's the band getting back together?" Yeah, you know, people kind of people kind of like that element of, "Oh man, the band isn't together. When's it going to get back together?" Well, hey, if you want it, send a email to ripskippod yeah. at gmail dot com. Yeah, you, look, I I never have a problem with doing the podcast. I always like doing the podcast, but there's a point at which, and I talked to you about this, where I'm self-conscious about doing it and sometimes, and that's something that I worked on for the 240 plus episodes that we did. And, you know, I had my ins and outs and ups and downs with being self-conscious and we got better at doing it and we got better at voices and characters and improvising. But there also might be some insight to my self-consciousness 
that it's not just I feel like this is dumb. It's actually dumb. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, oh, maybe it's not, I'm not, it's not good. People aren't going to like me. And then you go, don't think that, man. Every, it's fine, dude. It's great. Okay, maybe, yeah, maybe, but maybe I'm right. Maybe some of it was dumb, you know? And so it's like I have to listen to that a little bit. And you, when you've got 140-plus episodes to put that up against the, you know, in, in, into the litmus test of, of is this something that people like? And then you kind of, you know, you're not getting a huge response back. Yeah. Going, okay, maybe my self-consciousness wasn't that off. You know, and at the end of the day, you do what you love. You love what you do. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. love what we did. And uh, we had well, there's a- different genres of music that people get into and, and aren't for everybody. I think I feel right. like ripping and skipping is kind of a specific genre. Like there's like it's like, like the acid like, jazz of the yeah, improv math, world. Math core is big math, you know, math rock. I think there's an element of math rock. It really was like the dream theater of improv, <laughs> you know, uh, if they were all on drugs. Um, yeah, because, I, I mean, we definitely, we're juggling multiple storylines and multiple characters each. Yeah. And well, I will say there was a realm that you would kind of go into, especially with the sound effects, that I think the fact that I didn't smoke weed yeah. was kind of hard. There was a, just a headspace that was kind of hard for me to connect with. You know, yeah, and I think yeah, maybe since you kind of cut back, well, it's yeah, kind of hard, maybe kind of hard for you to connect. It is. With, it's with harder having for- seventeen, uh, seventeen different types of delay. I mean, happening. He, at- <laughs> you need seventeen types of delay, man. You know, you got to have it. You have delay on the board. You got to put the we delay. We got seventeen in the different vocoder. microphones, <laughs> dude. I mean, that, but that's, I, I, that's. It's one of those things. It's like I'm, I'm very. I, I'm I'm not proud is the wrong word, but there's like this. Ex, it's like being in an experimental band or yeah. something. Like I yeah. made my own instrument, man. What's it? No, called? It, yeah, no, it's it's impressive. Well, I mean, we got you know got a full recording studio here now. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's actually a, a couple tracks I might want to try to record and yeah. Well, the next dude, couple I, months we got searching for Rodman. We might um got it. Yeah, we might need to. to I just, do a collaboration. I just made a. a all right, help! I help make uh, the introduction to uh, Bruce Grace. Yeah, oh yeah, I heard that thing, yeah. and uh, then doing the one for Brain Jail. I got my yeah. brain, I got my uh, my gears lubed up on the music take a little bit well, late, someone, lately. We're gonna actually make a song about Dennis Rodman. Yeah, and, and record it because yeah, someone someone made a song. Green like, hair, don't care, wears a dress. He's the best. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's a hook right there, dude. I'm I'm ready, bro. Yeah, cause uh, s- some rapper I think made a song like I'm balling like Dennis Rodman, and he he shared a video of him listening to it and like shouted it out. That's and awesome. So, the Fakia Nation. We've been trying to get in touch with with Dennis. Yeah. And so yeah, one idea for season three we have is uh, we're gonna we you know we might have to recruit Chalmers to make some beats. Dude, I'm, in the I'm ready. I got yeah. I got my my beat lab yeah. ready to go. But uh Fuck yeah. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. We got to eat Chipotle together mm-hmm. uh and uh talk about uh you know life and yeah. uh, growing up HB Creole <laughs> and getting that French poon. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I re- there's a there's a part of me that like lives in the 80s that loves Animal House or whatever. It's like, oh. man, you should have, man, bro, you should you could have been slinging it, dude. Yeah, that would have been a Jim Carrey film in late dude, 80s. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, I love you, cast man. Love you more. Um, man. Follow uh, Fuck Yeah Nation on everything fuck, social media. Fuck yeah. F O C K and the uh, the fuck yeah podcast yeah, the, the fuck yeah I'm pod. saying it <laughs> a little bit of the the um, collateral stop La- Lara um, <laughs> yeah fuck yeah nation podcast it's a uh, yeah weekly weekly pod follow staying in that that F Y S O M yeah check it out very much in the in the oh hey ripping and skipping tradition oh yeah all well, this positive vibes this podcast like I mean you, I'm not even sitting behind the soundboard I mean I it's, know it's, it's crazy. yeah I yeah strip it down dude I didn't think of it yeah this is bare bones uh, ripping and skipping unplugged I didn't even have a I don't even have an intro an yeah. intro song or anything oh yeah yeah I mean I it's I just, yeah I just realized that. It's just, uh, I, you know, I wanted to keep going. I wanted to have some reasons to have some yeah. conversation. MTV2, Kevin Ticken Unplugged. MTV2. You know. The next song's by the Pixies. <laughs> <laughs> this is by the Smithereens. <laughs> uh, well, uh, go ahead and send us an email at kevinjtinken at gmail.com, or you can send it to neckneat at gmail.com, which is Tinken spelled backwards. If you can't spell like me, look it up on the internet. Mm. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, send some feedback. Uh, send your love. Uh, oh, my love. I want to uh, send some uh, some special love out to Brandon Baker. I love you, buddy. Be Bakes. You're a great father, and I love watching you with your little girls on uh, on Instagram. Fuck and you yeah. just being a great dad. And uh, Yeah, I've seen some some good positivity coming from on, on oh yeah Instagram, he's, all a, that. he's Always. a sweet sweet guy shout out to good me actor. and ed's pizza who uh has been mm. uh, supporting me financially for the last couple of months as their uh pizza spokesman oh and, wow uh, check out the new uh <laughs> barbecue chicken ranch pizza oh man and uh yeah we'll see you guys next week peace Fuck yeah week <laughs>